Hello, welcome back to the Nevermind Polly podcast. If you are new, welcome aboard. If you're an old school OG fan, welcome back. Um, Welcome back to the open house. We've been uh, away for a couple of weeks. I've been to Download Pilot, which we'll talk about. Reese has been working really hard. As always, I've got him here. My, uh, I don't know what I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you something horrible, but I have to call you Reese today. My <laughs> good friend. My good friend, Reese. How are you, bud? I'm good. I'm very good. We've had a bit of a mini heat wave down here in Wales. I always start with the weather because I always look out my window and I think, oh, it's quite nice weather. I'll just, I'll just break the ice for that. I'm now going to pass over to my weatherman, Reese. He's going to tell us about the weather. <laughs> oh, man, it's been nice. It's been hard because I'm working on a building site in 20 degree heat. is is not fun. You sweat everywhere. I, I quite, quite imagine. Um, I was going to say, we have got uh, cloudy skies here in Suffolk, so for those of you who don't know, me and Reese are divided by the land, um, literally, we couldn't be further apart if we tried, uh, I'm in the east, Reese to the west, but we, through the power of the internet, we make this lovely little podcast happen for you guys. Um, on this week's show, see, I've even added that bit in, this is how professional we are now, uh, I've taken like a week off and I've suddenly developed... I learned how to do a podcast. Uh, yeah, we were talking about the download pilot, which I went to uh, 10,000 people without social distancing at a music festival. Did I catch coronavirus? Find out later on the show. Uh, but more pressingly than that, depending on when you're listening to this, um, the World Cup, Euro Cup, whatever it is, the football race, I am so sorry, mate. How do you feel being a Welshman and uh, right now? Okay, so first of all, Wales internet for me Swansea over Wales every day, mm-hmm. like, like. So it's been easy to get over the the loss. If anyone didn't know, Wales lost four 0 to Denmark, um, but it still hurt. It still hurt quite a bit. But you know, for Wales to get even close to a to a round of sixteen in the Euros is. Is crazy, especially with our group. Like everyone, I think most people predicted us to finish fourth. So, you know, that, that's good. And, and uh, I just hope Denmark go on to win it because that means I'll win uh, Matt's little sweepstake that he's got. He's got yeah. <laughs> so um, I decided <laughs> decided quite early, quite early on, but also quite late in the game to sort out a sweepstake. Um, and which reason he's got Denmark. I'm currently. No, all my I'm actually I'm out of it. I thought I was still in, but I'm actually out. I had France and I got knocked out. So oh, you had France. So I was pretty tired. But um, my 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 old man is still England, so we're still we're still kind <laughs> of in it. But um, yeah. So what I will say is, I as a proud Englishman, I'm not gonna sit there and go, "Where you fucking toss away?" Like because you went <laughs> out, right? Because I tell you the truth, the the whole football Twitter thing is something we've spoken about in the podcast before. I don't get it. I do not get it. Just because your part of the UK has a line and you class yourself as Wales and obviously Scotland the same, that means nothing to me. You know? Like it's just good that Wales and Scotland got through because it's the first time that both have been through in a long time. And also, the fact they got through is a good thing. But England get through pretty much every time and don't get very far. You know, 
I mean, I'm touching, I'm touching wood around me. Don't you know? And just for full disclosure, mm. despite what Matt's just said, I will be supporting Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That is very fair. <laughs> Only because of one thing I thought you'd have already said by now, which is the whole "it's coming home" thing. I <laughs> what's what's that song? Uh, Thirty years of hurt. Uh, still hope and dream and whatever it goes. I'm, <laughs> I am the most pessimistic um, fan. No, I'm not. But what I kind of think is we beat Germany, right? So last time out, we won penalty shootout, which was the first time in forever that we won a penalty shootout, right? And this time around, we've beaten Germany. I fully expect us to either get to the final and dive bomb it or get knocked out against probably Italy, maybe, or Belgium, uh, or, or, you know, whoever. But, so I, 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 hoping... I think, I think you've got... If you can get past Ukraine, mm. I think you'll win it. But I do think you might actually struggle against Ukraine, because if you look at the Scotland game, and Scotland aren't a very good team, but you do come under a lot of pressure when teams tend to have nothing to lose and just go at you. The, my, my, for Ukraine, that's such a big game. Yeah, definitely. My my biggest problem I have with England as a team is their their defensive play, and it's the most boring football to watch. But so far, we've got the job done. But a lot of people have been given um, Harry Kane stick and things like that, saying he's no cop and blah 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 blah. But yeah. I think it's Harry Kane. Is only as good as the balls he gets given to him. There is no, yeah. there is no point in having a striker at the top of the pitch if no one's going to give him a decent ball to run at. You know, and I think that comes down to the whole team. And when it's frustrating when they go sideways, sideways, backwards, sideways, sideways, forwards, all no, better go backwards again. And it's like you know, it's like it's almost like when they're playing Germany. It's like they were scared of the scared of the players. Like, yeah. what, you know, if you run at them, what have you got to lose? Yes, you might lose the ball, and yes, they're probably going to counter. But at the end of the day, at least you can say you've made them work. If you just, you know, again, I know very little about football, but it's just it's boring to watch. But we did it, so I don't care how yeah, we do it. We, yeah. We've got the job done, so. Yeah. It's uh, so. Hmm. Who do you actually think is going to actually win the Euros? Then? I are you going to go with the heart? Or? I I want to say England have got the best chance to get to the final. I do. Uh, I think I think we can get to the final. Um, that does mean we've got to try and beat the Ukraine first. And again, Ukraine are not an easy feat because they've got this far to begin with. Um, and then obviously we'll have to either play Italy, Belgium, whoever's left, one of the again another big team to get through to the final. Um, and if we get to the final, I it's gonna be it's fever pitch now, you know. Like, it, and if we get to the final or even the semis, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be mad. But who knows? I'm I am I am a pessimist, an optimist. But it's take every game as it comes. We've got to do the next game first, 
and then we'll see. But my money would be backed on Italy-England final. So, at the start of the, the whole Euros, mm-hmm. I put 20 quid on Spain to win it. Yeah. And they're still going. And they're doing. Yeah. They're going strong. Um, I, th- I don't know who they've got next. I think it might be... Is it Switzerland, maybe? They have? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And if they do... I think they can they they can win there. Yeah, cause I, I it, think then they might face England because it's Italy have got uh, Belgium, haven't they? Which is going to be yeah. the absolute tie of the century. I, I'm so ready for that. That's going to be gargantuan. It's going to yeah. be good fun. Um, but I th- and then I think then if England beat Ukraine, they get Spain. Mm. And the way Spain play uh, when they haven't got the ball. Against England, I think Spain will just walk all over England. Yeah, I think I think your best chance is if you play a Belgium or something. But don't don't, don't spoil, don't spoil my English hopes like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, before we go on to the uh, the the main feature, mm. the download pilot. What have you been up to that hasn't been the download pilot the last few weeks? Um, well, yeah, it's kind of been a bit weird because. And for those of you who are longer-term listeners of the podcast, um, my my job situation has been a bit of a revolving door, um, and I've actually got a new job again, um, of, of all things. I got told today that um, I've got a new job, and I'm actually going back into chef's life for um, my absolute sins, because it's going to kill me. I know it's going to kill me, um, but... You know, needs must, money must, and all that other kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing that. So I met my new head chef today, and he's a lovely gentleman. So I'm looking forward to starting that. Um, I started Slimming World as well, or as I like to call it, the Happy Fat Club Society. And we all pat each other on the back. It's, it's very happy, clappy, but you know, again, I've got to get rid of this beer board, man. I've got to try and get in shape. But um, apart from that, not a great deal. How about yourself? Well, I have recently got a new tattoo mm. that took nine hours. <laughs> wow! Uh, I mean, this is going to so, be this is going to be great for, for audio listeners. But can you show us, or can you show me? Can, is that going to be a bright pain in the? Oh wow! Bad. Nice. I mean, it is upside it's down for me where I'm looking. Yeah, I, I can try and. No, it's fine. So, really it, but... so for what we'll do is we'll probably put it on the um, the Instagram, but it it kind of looks like um, a Bioshock character. Is that fair to say? Would you say it is a bio? Yeah, it's, it's the two of the Bioshock characters. So, hey. it's, um, if anyone's familiar with the the gaming the gaming world, it's the the big daddy and little sister from Bioshock One and Two. Nice. Um, and then in the background, then is is the, the the lighthouse, which is a main feature in the game. For anyone who has played it, will know that <laughs> it features heavily for uh, all three games. So yeah, awesome it, it was uh, it was it was okay for the first day. So the first day was all outlining and stuff. Mm. Um, I was like, oh, this is all right. This is this is fine. Uh, my tattoo artist, he was like, are "You sure you can you can carry on?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's fine." I because 
I've got quite a decent pain tolerance when it comes to tattoos. Like, I don't really feel them that much. Um, and on my other ones, um, the line work was the worst. I was like, oh, tomorrow can't get any worse. Like, shading's going to be completely fine. <laughs> well, I only had three hours the next day. And oh, my God. <laughs> so the worst pain. No, I don't know. It was just the most uncomfortable I'd felt. Because it wasn't actually that painful. It just felt like, I don't know, someone had a lighter to my skin for three hours. Um, yeah, and basically that was because it basically started to heal overnight after the line work had done. So the second day, all the blood had rushed to the surface. Sorry if you're eating, by the way. Um, and just there was blood pissing at my leg. <laughs> like, Lovely stuff. It would not stop. Yeah. So That's the thing. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's because... I am massively unhealthy in comparison to race, but like I take ages to heal. Like my tattoos are like, they're they're all great and I love them, but like they they took a fucking age to heal, um, and that's why it's an absolute pain in the backside getting tattooed for me. Um, I I don't mind getting tattooed. I get it's more I get kind of bored when getting tattooed. It's like because I'm. I'm sort of one of those people, I've not been diagnosed with ADHD or anything like that, but like I feel like I'm on that kind of spectrum, if you like, where I can't sit still for more than five minutes. Yeah. I, I physically can obviously sit still for five minutes, but like I don't want to. I want to like go run around the shop or, you know, or, or whatever. Um, yeah. It... But luckily, the, luckily where I, where I get tattooed and the guy I get tattooed by, they're all into, into rock and metal and that you know, kind of stuff, and they're just generally speaking, they they know. Oh, it's why I don't get my hair cut by a barber, which sounds really weird because I don't like talking, which is weird considering I do a podcast. But like <laughs> people, I don't really know. Like, obviously, I know my tattooist, and I've become friends with him and all the rest of it. But like when you go for a haircut, and they're like, "So where are you going on holiday?" I'm like, "I'm not. We're in a pandemic. What do you mean?" Like, and then I come across like really like um, sarcastic. Um, Sometimes when I'm getting a tattoo, and it's like four hours, I just turn to uh, to my tattoo's Ross, and I'm like, I'm just going to lay here for a half hour, if that's all right, and I'm not dead or asleep, I'm just, he's like, yeah, mate, no worries, and sometimes I'll just nod off, and like, <laughs> because after a while, the pain just sort of subsides, and becomes, yeah, yeah, it becomes nothing, until they run over like a vein or something, and then... Ouchy. Yeah, the the way I always, the way I, anytime it ever gets painful or anything like that, all I just remember is I go, oh, it's fine, it's safe pain. He's not actually trying to hurt you, and then my yeah. body just goes, ah, oh, it's fine, and then you like completely relax. So anyone who's like ever, if anyone's listening who hasn't had a tattoo, if you're going for your first time, like the when when it starts starts to not like the line work and stuff, it can be a bit of a shock. But as long as you just remember that it's safe pain, then it just. You won't feel anything. Like, trust me, your brain will just make the pain go away, like almost instantly. But yeah, no, it was it was good, and it does help if you if you get along with your tattooist and like the same things. Yeah, and also you've got to remember, like, the tattooist is there to tattoo you, um, and they're your service almost. So it's kind of like if something doesn't feel right or it hurts, just say stop and just second. Some people who are being tattooed, who I know, have had really shitty experiences where tattooists are just like ramming needles into people and just not, you know, just 
you know, anyone who's worth their salt will listen to you as a client and what you want. So, and just make sure yeah. you check out their work and make sure they're up to standard, basically. And for God's sake, don't ask on Facebook what the best method to keep a tattoo clean is. Ask a tattooist. That's what they're there for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just... And every every everyone will have a different method. So yeah, literally. To be honest, I just out of curiosity, what do you actually use? And I've just said that, but like I tend I tend not to really use anything if I can help it. You don't use anything. No, if I can help it, I tend to like Wait, just wh- like I tend to leave it just open to the air. Like I'll get I'll right. So you that, get it done. Mm-hmm. So you walk out the shop. What's covering it? They'll wrap it up and all the rest of it. And yeah. work are out you, the are shop. you getting it wrapped up in cling film or? Yeah, so, the, so they'll, they'll put their cream, whatever they do, wrap it up, send me on my way. I'll then wait till I get home. Um, I will generally take the clean film off, have a lukewarm like shower slash wash, where I literally, I'm not even like putting no pressure through the shower head at all, just literally just rinsing the crap, basically, off my leg, yeah. uh, or wherever it may be on your body. Uh, and then just dry patting it down, and then just pretty much leaving it, and just letting it because it's it's an open Nothing. sore. Pretty much, I try not to. It's it's an open sore, isn't it? So that's a risky game. Why? So okay. I mean, so don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I have got like tattoo moisturizer and things like that, but like, I just try not to use it too much. And if I can right, help so it. the way the way I, I think I understand it. Is that if you let your tattoo go too dry mm. and don't moisturize it, it can drain the color quite easily. So you'll end up with down the line a faded tattoo, and it might not look faded straight away, but down the line it'll fade. I mean, mine um, might have faded, but the trouble, is with, the trouble is with me in general is I've got really, really like pale white skin, but I burn and darken really easily. Not right. like so, like on my arms would look. You know, I look a bit like um, what I call like a drumstick, but like rather rather than it being pink and white, it's like brown and white. So it's like right. nice, nicely tanned, and then I lift my up, lift my arm up, and I'm like, oh wow, that's really quite white. Like, yeah. So if I go through like my way, my, the way I do it, mm. or the way I've been told to do it, mm-hmm. so I so I have my tattoo done, completely done. He'll wipe it down. Um, then he'll put on um, this stuff, stuff called like the second skin, um, and basically what that is is it's like a pla- it's like a it is it basically like a second skin. It acts as the same properties as skin, mm-hmm. but it goes on the top of the tattoo. So you, you, the like the because what a tattoo is is effectively an open wound, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, it goes on top of that and it covers it, but it has um, like semi-permeable it like breathing holes so that the tattoo can breathe so you're not mm. just covering it and you leave that on for actually like three to five days um so it's like basically building up with like a, quite a bit of shit under there which yeah. is not very nice and it itches like fuck but after that's done it, it preserves it quite well then i'll take it off do the same thing as you with a warm shower and i'll use um like a an anti-fragrant like shower gel stuff that's got no chemicals in it like yeah like stuff they use on babies and stuff yeah. before they know if they've got an allergic reaction 
put that on, clean it, and then and for about maybe six weeks, I'll um, apply it. At the moment, I've got stuff called Butterlux. Okay. Um, which is like a all-natural butter um, moisturizing thing. And I'll cool. put that on maybe four times a day and wash it two times a day. Nice. Cool. I was going to say, it's something... If any um, tattooists who are professional tattooists, I should, I should add, uh, want to come on the podcast, hit us up on uh, Instagram yeah, or be Twitter because I'd love to, to interview you just about how you got into the kind of thing and that kind of thing uh, and your processes and stuff because I find it super interesting. Um, so, yeah, if that's something you do, let us know. Shall um, we? Shall we do it? Should we do the download? One, one more, one more thing. Okay, go question. on. Go on. And that's I sent uh, Matt and Andy, the other co-host that um, appears time to time for people mm. who haven't been listening before. Um, I sent them both. Me and Jade uh, sent them both uh, a pack of eighteen Welsh cakes because they've never had a Welsh cake before. I don't think many people have outside of Wales, so I want to know what the opinions are of the said welsh cakes i so what i didn't realize is i've had a welsh cake before wow but what i had in comparison to what you sent me was very different so like if what you sent me was an m&s i must have had the pound shop version because not to not to like blow smoke up uh Anyone's asking, but what I had in comparison, the difference of quality was immense. So I, they turned up, and I know you said you were going to send it, and I completely forgot they were coming. And I thought it's a parcel. I thought, ooh, <laughs> exciting. I like when I get sent things, that's cool. Um, and yeah, so myself, mum, my dad, and my brother all tried some, and the verdict across the board was the original ones, so. Originally speaking, Welsh cakes, they're like bread, not uh, bread, they're like kind of, um, it's hard to explain what they are. Like a, like a cakey thing. Yeah, it kind of, <laughs> it kind of tastes like a thick, cakey mixture, uh, made it's with like, spices and like, currants. Yes, and it's like gooier than a shortbread in a sense, like same yeah. sort of look as a shortbread, but round. Um, if, you but imagine, if, you, if you imagine a scone... But like yes, a scone is the perfect yeah. Scone or scone, however you want to pronounce it. Oh, uh, here we go. Don't, don't we're, 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 we're going to get I to that I, in a minute. I I think I interchange between them. Yeah, um, but obviously there has spices in there and and uh, ra- raisins is it normally? I can't remember. Yeah, raisins or currants and yeah, yeah, that's the traditional. The, the original ones were really really nice. Then you sent us a mix box, and that was a whole different level. <laughs> They done like a dark triple chocolate one, chocolate and cranberry. Oh, it was good. They they did not last very long, I tell you. So everyone everyone was really like not trepidatious. They're like, what's this random person sends a box of food for? Uh, so we tried to reach ones. Oh, very nice they are. And I opened the um the uh, other ones and just the waft of the chocolate kind of seeped out. And they're like, what's that then? That smells like chocolate. And I'm like. Oh yeah, these ones are chocolate and all these different flavoured ones. Amazing. They're so, so good. And um yeah. 
it, it, I actually convinced my half Emma that we're now going to go to Wales just to get some Welsh cakes <laughs> because I'm really oh good. Oh my god! <laughs> Shout out to Mangy Welsh cakes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They were they were very very tasty. Ah, uh, so two weeks ago now, two weekends ago. Oh, this is a little bit late in the coming, so I apologise for that. Again, just been very busy and Reese been very busy as well. Um, went to the Download Pilot event, which is basically dubbed as Download Festival Light, uh, Download Festival the, the the Little Brother, if you like, however you want to dub it. Basically, the government uh, in- initiative uh, to try and open up the live music scene. 10,000 people camping at Donington Park. Uh, with headlines, Frank Carter, Ralph Snow's Enchikari, and Bullet for My Valentine across three days. Um, I'm going to kind of now throw to Reese to do the rest of the podcast, the interviewing and things, so then I can kind of answer the questions. Otherwise, it's just going to be me yabbering, which nobody really wants. <laughs> so, Reese, go ahead, my friend. Right, so, first of all, I'm going to poses from the from the like, the point of view of everyone that w- wasn't there because what we've seen was you all having a great time and every time we come home from work BBC News would come on and there'd be a reporter on the main stage <laughs> they'd be like oh yeah look at all this and they're playing videos and I'm just sitting there like oh for fuck's sake this is depressing <laughs> um, yeah and it was it was me and Andy in the group chat were just jealous all weekend. And Matt was just like, yeah. And he replied now and again. You could tell it's because of the signal problems and him just having a great time. And it was just like, oh, I missed the days. <laughs> you couldn't be able to send him texts or anything. Um, but yeah, no, it, it looked absolutely insane. And uh, what I also found fascinating was that they said, uh, I don't know if you know this, but they said one of the reasons why they picked download for the pilot is because they wanted to test mosh pitting as well. I, d- I did um, not know that. I, I don't yeah, know was on, on, one of the reports on the BBC thing was they were encouraging mosh pitting and, and all that kind of stuff just to be able to test if that is a transmitter or whatever. Yeah. So what I want to do is to set the scene. Uh, so the Thursday night, I decided to travel up uh, Thursday night to Nottingham to meet... Uh, Charlotte, Jody, and Sheree, who I'd be camping with. Um, I decided to leave work. Um, that, well, actually, to tell, tell the truth, I got laid off work that day. So I was already in, you know, a pretty bad mood when I left. Um, so I left work, uh, got home, I left my house at about six. It was going to take us about three hours to get there. So I was like, okay, cool. Take it nice and slow, da 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 da. Done on my vehicle checks and left the house. Two and a bit hours into my journey, I've got about I've got about three quarters of an hour to an hour to go to get to my hotel. Um, uh, my engine warning light comes on my car. This is all seen on the vlog. If you haven't already checked out the vlog on YouTube, uh, it's how the vlog starts. Me pulled over in a layby on the A14 and. Um, Yes, the engine light comes on saying, and I know very little about cars. I know how to drive the damn thing. I know where the petrol goes. I know where the water and where the oil goes. That's about my extent of my knowledge when it comes to cars. Luckily, I'm with the AA and all that kind of thing. So I phoned up the AA and I was like, look, 
I'm stuck here, like it's pissing down with rain. What are we gonna do? You know, I, I'm, I'm like, gonna be able to be, I'm like, can you come and help? Anyway, uh, the AA man comes out and says, uh, your engine uh, has got a minimal amount of oil in it. And I'm like, ah, that sounds bad. Pretty sure I put enough oil in, but apparently I needed more oil than what I had. Um, and he said, it's not like ticking. Apparently, if it starts ticking, like, that's a bad thing and it needs to be towed to a garage. He said, it's not ticking. He said, so there's a garage about five miles up the road. Go there, get some oil in in the car immediately. You'll be fine. Bear in mind, this is like half past ten at night. He said, or I can tow you to either your hotel or I can tow you back home. Right? And there's not many situations where my heart is in my mouth, but that was one of them. I was like, I can almost taste the festival. I'm that close to being there, and this happens. So I said, you know what? Sometimes in life, you've just got to take the risk. And I said, will I fuck up my car if I drive this to the garage? He said, drive it to the garage, you'll be fine. Drive it much further, you could be in trouble. And I was like, okay fine i'll take your word for it got in the car drove to the garage the garage was shut unbelievable oh, no. scenes jeff anyway i thought you know what oh, you I know can, what I i've i've got 35 miles left of this effing journey left i was like i'm just gonna do it because if i get to the hotel i can then call the air out in the morning and we'll go from there do you know what i mean like i can leave my car at the hotel if needs be, get it sorted another day. We'll, we'll worry about that later. Right now I'm tired and I need to get to bed. Anyway, I got back to my hotel at midnight, said hello to the girls, went to bed. Next morning, woke up, put oil in the, put oil in the car, went out for breakfast, which, let me just tell you how nice it is to go out for a fucking Weatherspoons, uh Green King breakfast, First thing before a festival. Absolute bliss. So good to fill your tum-tum up like that. What, um, what did you have? What did you have? I didn't actually have a breakfast. I had a double chicken breast burger thing with onion rings. and It was actually nice. really cheap. So that was quite cool as well. Yeah. Considering if how I much can... get raped for normal festival prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to interject. Mm. You know what you said about with the car and stuff? Yeah. So, I, uh, me, and, me and my friend went to a Swansea game once. Um, got to Swansea fine. Coming out of Swansea, I was like, right, you'll, I think you need to fill up. We're coming out of Swansea, there's loads of petrol stations. And like, bear in mind, we've got about a two-hour journey uh, home. And he's on red, and I'm like, just, just fill up. We're, we're coming close to red. Uh, you need to fill up. Oh no, I'll be fine. <laughs> it's like okay. never trust it. Never ever trust it. I was like, we're going, so we're getting closer to home, and it's now red, and we're passing petrol stations. Like, you really need to go into the. It'll be fine. I'll just go to one. Yeah, uh, like in this place called Saint Clair's, which is just outside where, where I live. So we we get to Saint Clair's about twelve o'clock at night. Mm. 
We're like, we come up to this petrol station. Right, I'll fill up. Oh, it's closed. Oh no! And there's like two two miles left on the car. It's showing. I was like, "Fuck!" We still got about half an hour journey left. Shit. Um. Then we we go. Oh, it's fine. Oh, and he's like, he's, you can see, I can see him stressing now. No, it's fine. Right, go over this the, um, Google Maps. Oh, if we take a five minute detour down here, there's a, there's a petrol station here. Go five minutes down this detour. Oh, <laughs> it's also closed. Oh, so now there is no. We are. We have zero miles on the thing. So for about half an hour's journey, well, probably closest to probably about 20, 20, 25 minutes. We are. <laughs> on the motorway just going into neutral just to save fuel and turning everything off when there's no cars or anything oh it is God. the sketchiest thing I've ever done and he's I can see him and he's just like come on come on and it's just like and that final thing we actually made it somehow like spluttering into like the, the petrol station and it was just like how on earth we managed to make that I have no idea like love it still to this day yeah love it yeah so um yeah we we had food and then we set off uh literally like it was 10 minutes down the road but um for some reason uh, i'm not going to massively go on about this but donington has its own ecosystem in which whatever download happens it just rains don't know why it just does <laughs> it's just it's just fact you could move that festival to any day in on the calendar and it would rain i i wholly believe it so you yeah. know it was to be expected um what so basically we arrived and we came in what i imagine would have been like probably the guest area car park or something because the arena site was the, the whole thing so to give you a kind of an understanding of where the main stage was we would have been camping where the third stage was so the where the okay. where the where the avalanche stage is on yeah. that le- on that left hand side behind the back of the second stage that's where we'd personally been camping and then if you pan across to the right we could see we could see on the video as well that we can see the main stage and the second stage are a two-minute walk away. Um, but we'll wow. get to that. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, so anyway, we put into the car park, and it's absolutely chucking down. I load everything onto my trolley, as you do, because I'm super prepared this year. Um, and we get down to the main gate. It takes about five minutes. Um, and it's kind of... It is organised, but it's kind of organised chaos a little bit, as it is just getting people into like some sort of queue and line to get people through the different things but what kind of spun a lot of people out was it it was um you weren't allowed masks you had to you had to uh wear your mask in the initial entry point to prove that you had a negative flow test and that caught a few people out including me who didn't have a mask on their person at that point in time which is definitely my fault like i'm definitely the one that's wrong here but because it was on a hill, I kind of was like to the guy, I said, well, do you not have any spare masks? Like, surely 
you would have like thought of this, you know, like to have boxes and spare parts just in case. You know, no, no, we don't. I said, oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway, my friends had all got, had all got in, and I stood them waiting. I'm trying to phone them, going, "Can I, can you come back so I can borrow your mask so that I can go in and you know, because we've all been proved on our phones that we've not got COVID. I was like, I just need to get yeah. borrow your mask in. Couldn't get through to anyone. My stuff's getting absolutely soaked, and I can only oh. describe. I could only describe. I had what's known as a shit fit. Um, I went right. Fuck this. I'm going to sit in the car because I'm I'm getting fucking sodden. I haven't got a mask. I mean, just fuck this. So I went back to the car and I sat in the car and I was tweeting um, Ticketmaster and downloading, saying, "Are you allowed off site?" Because I want to stay in a hotel because fuck the rain was what I tweeted. <laughs> Something to that effect. Um, anyway, the rain subsided for like five minutes, five, ten minutes after about three quarters of an hour. So I said, right, round two. I'm gonna, I found a mask in my car. I was like, right, round two. Let's get this done. This is, this is sounding like 2016. Yeah, it's, it sounded like if this was a normal download, yeah, it wasn't like the first one back at for live music and all that. This is sounding like it's going to be one of those where you're like, right, fuck this, I'm going home. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it gets better, it's better, I promise. Um, but yeah, like once we got there, and it was so funny because I was walking down, and again, like the lockdown has proved one thing that I am severely, severely, severely like not in shape at all like so i'd done the walk and i was struggling with my shit to the point where um god bless them and i can't remember their name and i do apologize if they watched the video or the podcast a couple of viewers were like just chilling like obviously as you walk past tents everywhere like, oh my god it's matt hi how are you right and i'm like yeah good thanks and I'm like i'm clearly like absolutely dying on my ass trying to carry all this stuff like do you want to hand carry it? And my pride got the better of me so much. And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. In my head, I'm like, why are you saying no? Why are you saying no? You're clearly struggling, you absolute dickhead. This happens to me all the time. I was like, no, 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 it's fine, it's so fine. So annoying. Um, and like, do you want a beer? And I'm like, yes, I'd love one, but I've got to get a sub. I was like, I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back. I, pro- I didn't go back. I do apologise. But I managed to get a sub. And the, the funny thing was... My friends all put up a gazebo and then like made friends with the neighbours. So I walked in there, chucked my shit in the gazebo, sat in down, and my friends put my tent up for me without even asking. <laughs> they literally were like, Matt, do you need to put your tent up? And I was like, what? And the next minute, like my tent is up. The guy, the neighbour guy, um, I think his name was Dame, I think his name was, I can't quite remember. I came and was like, is that your 10G? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, and you got them to put out for you? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, mad respect, bro. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? He was so impressed that I'd just arrived and then put this tent up for me. But, um, yeah, it was an incredible experience, the festival. Being that small um, really, really made the festival for me. I mean, I go to... to bloodstock every year so i'm blessed to know what it's like to have a small festival if you've been you'll know but to have download be that small was 
was something I don't think we'll ever take for granted ever again because it was beautiful. But yeah, that's kind yeah. of the first kind of day. But yeah, what were we gonna say? What's the next thing? What, what, what was the uh, first drink? The first was, drink I had. So I actually was uh, teetotal for all of download. Oh wow! I didn't take any alcohol because I don't really drink at festivals anyway. When I do, I generally drink spirits, and if I drink a whole bottle of spirits, that gets me fucked up. And I thought, well, because we're not actually arriving till two, three o'clock on Friday. Obviously, I don't want to get too messed up on Friday. There's way too much I want to see on Saturday to get messed up and miss any of it. And Sunday, I'm meant to be travelling home. So I thought, I could probably get away with just not drinking. So I didn't. But I did have a slurp of cider and strong fruit. Dark fruits was my first first technical beverage of the festival. But um, yeah, it it was very, very good. And the camp life was amazing, I have to say. It was really nice to be around people again. It was strange, but it was really, really nice at the same time. Yeah, how was that? Did, was, was, were people, where was everyone open to being, to mixing, or was there, did you sense it was like, some people were like, keeping themselves themselves more than usual? No, I think, that, I think there was a lot of mixing, there was a lot of, uh, one thing I will say is, emotion is the word of the festival. There was so much like happiness and tears and hugging and just everyone was just like there were so many moments that were so you know life affirming I was like this is this is happening right now we can get through like we can get through this we're nearly there and like all that kind of stuff which we predicted anyway I've got a fly buzzing on my face it's really annoying um yeah. yeah so obviously that was kind of that in terms of the camping it was just it was a mind-blowing experience because how close everything was, you know. Like there, if you there was cert- there was certain campers that had camped at the back of the arena because the arena was obviously like the bowl bit, and then there was like yeah. the offshoot either side, which were campsites. We you could hear the bands from your tent, you know, well, and yeah. that was that was an experience. So if where like you could stand at the main stage at the back if you want to behind the back of the food vendors sit in your chair and watch for the main stage which some campers did and I think it was absolutely genius to be honest with you but um yeah so before we get the music and Mm. and what you're there for food vendors you just alluded to it Mm. what were the highlights of what what food vendors were the Um, ones that you I thought the food venues were fucking terrible. Ooh. I thought they were bloody terrible. And I would seriously like to know if Live Nation have some sort of affiliation with Easy Cheesy. Because <laughs> when it's at download, genuine, genuinely speaking, when it's at the big download and they're spread across the entire field and across the campsites... It's kind of acceptable, but when there's like three out of three, there's three. I count three, um, and there's a potential ten vans. You know, it's kind of like you are definitely taking the piss. Yeah, I I know. 
if they haven't got an affiliation or some sort of thing, then it's too many people hype them up. I remember when I before I first went, it was like what food vendors are good, and it's like everyone was like easy cheesy, and it was like kind of a meme. Yeah. So whether they kind of like lean into that, I don't know. But, but it, it's shit. <laughs> and that's the thing. Shit food. I'm, I'm going to jump forward just as quickly, just to, while I'm talking about food. So, uh, Saturday, early Saturday morning, I woke up, uh, obviously Saturday morning around, I don't know, seven, half seven, something like that. Woke up, I had massive, like, dry mouth. And I took, basically, in terms of food, I just took a load of snacks. I don't read, I'm not one of these people who take proper food. If you are, good for you, like, you know... You're more intelligent than what the rest of us are. But... Try, I tried that. Doesn't work. Yeah, you're just not eating it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Me, me and my mate were like, right, we'll, we'll take a hexy stove. Mm. We'll fucking we'll cook all this stuff. We got all this. We got loads of ready meals and stuff. And no, do we do we use any of it? No. Yeah, exactly. Probably use all the bags of crisps and stuff I took, and then the rest of the time. Just ate out of food vendors because it's convenient. Yeah. I don't care that it's expensive. The bank balance can be looked at Monday morning, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I woke up and I was like, I need food that isn't like covered in sugar or covered in salt. I need like hot food. Don't get me wrong, I'm going to, I'm talking about going to Easy Cheesy, so it's hardly like top not top notch food, but at least it's hot. And I thought, okay, um they've got the breakfast one there. I love, I love sausage and bacon bap. Like they can't fuck that up, surely. Like it's anyway. I went there and I said, um, "Hi Ed, can I have a um a sausage and bacon bap?" And they're like, "Oh, we only do sausage and egg, or bacon and egg, right?" And I was like, yeah. "Oh, right. Can't you do a sausage and bacon one?" Because you know, sorry if you don't understand this, but you've got the ingredients there. Just make the fucking bat up, you know. Like, although I didn't say that in my head, I'm like, I don't understand why yeah. you can't. Oh no, we can't do that. And I'm like, why? Like, do you know what I mean? And like, that, oh, it's just not something we do. And I'm like, oh, all right. Then I'll have a, I'll have a sausage and egg one. Then okay, cool, yeah. I'll have a bottle of water as well because I'm an idiot and as I've had a water bottle in my tent. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was like fucking only eleven pounds. Jesus, Jesus, that's a lot. You know, that's not even a, like that's a breakfast. That should be like you know. And I'm thinking, wow. I'm thinking, ouch. That that hurt me both emotionally and like monetary wise. That, that really hurt. Like to have that. <laughs> but it's yeah, I, shit. I swear though, it's. So there's something in the air when you're at download because I was in the main arena and I, I could easily get a drink from my tent. And like I could have easily stayed hydrated with the watery filling points and just plain water. Something about the weekend I went and Tango was was really... <laughs> it was like poetry. I kept buying cans of Tango and they were not cheap. They were like £3 a can. I think yeah. I had about 6 <laughs> It's not good. It's not good. It's not good at all. And yeah, and coming back to the thing you just said about the not like, using the ingredients I got I went somewhere recently I won't name any names it's a local business um, and I, they gave me a just a I think what was it a 
pulled pork thing with chips mm. and there was salad on the side and I said oh can I not have the salad please mm. oh it comes with it and I said it's like just take it off please like, oh we, we can't do that it's like what <laughs> what do you mean you can't do it what if I'm allergic to it or something it's like if, it, if it's mixed so, if it's mixed in with the thing then fair enough it wasn't, but, it, wasn't. Yeah. it was on the side <laughs> it's just can't. on the side I'm assuming this place, because it did taste like it, just makes up loads of the dishes. Yeah. That's the thing. And then just sends them out. And they couldn't be asked to take the salad off. I, I, I could not. Like, I wanted to. If it was later in the day and I was less tired, I would argue the toss with Lady about it. But I was like, I, I, just, I just can't be. You know, I can't fathom why you can't do that. But anyway, yeah. So we arrive on the Friday. Everything gets set up. Um, we start playing beer pong, getting settled in and stuff, and then we go and watch our sort of first set of bands. Um, the first band that I caught was Malevolence on the second stage, um, and all I can say is I needed Malevolence that day because they woke me the fuck up. <laughs> they woke me up no end. That was. Like a kick to the teeth. Um, and it was really, really cool. Temp was absolutely rammed. Spin kicking, heavy guitar crunching, as you'd imagine. Just fucking brilliant. Um, and they they actually wrote a song um, called Stay Away From Me. Uh, which was quite funny, considering the pandemic and stuff. They wrote it pre-pandemic. <laughs> and they're like, this is kind of ironic, but this is Stay Away From Me. And I was just like... Yeah, so that that was definitely cool. Um, yeah, and then moving on to the main stage. So main stage to second stage again was like not even a two minute walk. The only thing is because they because they didn't clash and uh, under the bands, it was a bit of a of a pain to get across from one stage to the other. If you want to get a good spot for both, if that makes sense, there was right. a couple of. I'll come to it when I talk about uh, Saturday, but there's a couple of occasions where I'm like, shit, what? I need to be Lot- in two places at the same time. And like lots of traffic. Kind of yeah, thing. exactly. Just And people walk slowly, and I'm like, I need to get to the front by the way, but without being rude <laughs> about it, basically. Um, yeah, and then the second stage, uh, main stage, sorry, I saw uh, Hot Milk, who are a band who I actually, on this podcast, writ off. and was like, don't really know about them. He's like, yeah, they're there, whatever. You know, really good. Really, really good. Um, they are female-fronted with male uh, supporting vocals and stuff. Um, I thought they were. And they were really good. I felt kind of bad for her because she sort of ran out and then immediately fucked over on her ass. Um, oh, no. And I... I it, to be fair, she pulled it back really quickly and made a joke of it, and it was all fine. And she was actually obviously fine, so that was the more important thing. But I just kind of was like, oh, oh God, oh honey, oh no, it's all gone wrong for you. Like, <laughs> but no, they were they were really good actually. Um, they were one of the better bands uh, of the weekend, so I have to say. I oh, well. I missed holding absence. Um, I did manage to see Boston Manor who I thought were cracking. Um, and I've actually since gone back 
to Boston Man on the main stage and uh, rewatching on their videos and stuff and, and YouTube and on uh, Spotify and stuff. Again, just fucking brilliant rock bands, as we said in the preview, but they were really good. Now, here's the bit I have to make a little confession about. Okay. I may have taken a slight nap. Oh, no. Right, so, hear me out, ladies and gentlemen. Right, I, no! I don't... I don't I don't like talking much about my hashtag personal life on the podcast, but I for the last six months or so have been suffering from a condition I call sleep apnea and nasty nas- nas- I can't say the word nasty any anyway, there's a word, Google it. Basically it means sleep attacks, right? So for no reason of my own, I will get all of a sudden, very, very tired. And like, it can happen at any point of the day. It could probably happen in the podcast. It won't, because I'm not a podcast. But um, I will just nod off at random points. I will sit down. I could be generally not standing up, but generally when I'm sat down doing something. But I went to go to a Boston man. I went to the mosh pit and uh, had a sit down on the bench just outside like, the main sort of arena bit. So I can still see the main stage and stuff. So I'll just take a little sit here. And then it hit me. Like, it hit me so fucking hard. And I was like, wow, I need to go and have a little lie down for five minutes. Five minutes turned into the end half an hour of Frank Carter the Rattlesnakes. Oh, no. I completely fucked it. Completely. Um, so I woke up and I could hear Frank Carter the Rattlesnakes from my tent. So... What I done? Were you, were you manically rushing? No. What I done was I turned my little light on. Uh, I pulled out some. My, I pulled out some drink. Pulled out some sweeties. Opened the de- tent door and listened to Frank Carter from my tent. <laughs> 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 but um, from what I could hear of Frank Carter, I was saying, sounded amazing. To be fair, and I've since watched the videos and stuff online, and it looked really good, so... But he's the only one that I actually missed through that situation, so I think it was a combination of having a really shit night before getting there, setting up, and just... Because we're so used to having the Wednesday-Thursday to get set up, chill, and then Friday-Saturday-Sunday, the fact it was, like, right, set up, you've got two hours, so you've got to go party, and it's like, oh, shit, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, having 18 months of being away from gigs is knackering. So, <laughs> yeah. I made sure... So, go on. I was going to say band... If you haven't finished, I was going to say we'll do the band of the day. Mm. Every day. Band of the day, I would have to say, probably actually goes to Boston Manor. Because I just really wow. enjoyed their set. They are really good. Um, I'll say, uh, what I will do is I will make a brief comment on Nick Deep and Sleep Token. I've seen some of the footage on YouTube. Um, Sleep Token looked incredible. I'm really glad I didn't go. Uh, Nick Deep looked like Nick Deep. You know, they looked good. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, that's that. But uh, Saturday, glorious, lovely, super Saturday. As I've done. Creeper Dane. Creep, oh, mate, don't even get me started. 
We're not there yet, I'll tell you. Um, it, it was an early one, so started off with Lotus Eater, um, who were fucking brilliant, as expected. Um, just really, really heavy, aggressive riffs. Maybe a little bit too aggressive that early in the morning, if I'm completely honest with you. But, um, yes, yeah, so that, that was really, really cool. And then wandered over to the main stage um, uh, a little bit before Lotus Eater had finished to catch Condra on the main stage. Now, I stood uh, on the barrier on the sort of central lure to the right and um, Connor, the bassist of Condra, of Condra, was doing their line checks and just making sure everything yeah. sounds right. And there's a couple of people giving him, not grief, but banter, if you like, saying, oh, who are you? Who are you doing up there? Like, Joe, and he's like, who are you? Like that. And um, I was wearing my Condra hoodie because, you know, for representing Condra and all. And um, Connor sort of glanced down at me. I glanced back up at him. And he sort of done that weird, like, gentleman nod. If you know what I mean, he's like, all right, all right. Alright, <laughs> and I said, are you getting on? And he said, yeah, uh, pretty nervous. And I was like, you'll be fine. You'll fucking smash it. Anyway, by the end of the set, Connor was inside the circle pit, playing his bass, running around like a fucking lunatic. Like, oh. do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, of course. They're, they're... He's such a cool guy as well. I follow him on Twitch, and I haven't told him or you yet, but I'm going to harass him to see if I'll come on the podcast. Because we spoke <laughs> we spoke about that situation on his Twitch channel. And because my Twitch is never my poly podcast, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember you get you said that it's all gonna be okay. He said you you calmed my nerves, so thank you. And I was like, Yeah, I did. <laughs> now come come on my podcast. <laughs> How good were they though? How good were they? Ridiculous. So fucking heavy. Like almost too heavy, like, to find a main stage. Like, um... Yeah. You know how they say there's seven entrances to hell on Earth? I think Condra tried to make the eighth. Like, it was <laughs> so fucking heavy. And people were really, really receptive to it as well, which was super good. Um, yeah, they, they need some sort of... That's what they kind of needed, in a way. Yeah. It was that audience to be able to see them. Because... I don't think they get pushed anywhere near enough. No. I think that's... it's just because how heavy, how heavy they are and how good they are. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it it just every... The sound was really good for Conjure as well. Like, I, I was a bit worried that they'd get swept away in the wind. But it, yeah. everything sounded really heavy and crunchy. And when... That's good. When, when, the, uh, when they brought the doom, they definitely brought the sludge and stuff. It was... Oh. It was get, get your stink on face. It was beautiful. <laughs> um, I missed as everything unfolds uh, for reasons I can't quite remember. I went back to camp. I did manage to catch brief from within though, who I think potentially have the argument to be one of the bands of the whole weekend. Wow, they were fucking incredible. Um, really, really good. Gave me a lot. Of Parkway Drive vibes, not because they sound similar to Parkway Drive, or they kind of got that metal core thing going on, but the stage presence of the lead singer reminded me a lot of yeah. Winston McCall. Um, yeah, that's the thing with a band, like especially if you're you're playing to an audience who might not know who you are. Stage presence is gonna is massive, like. 
a band without a big stage presence to me is just kind of like a you just kind of get lost in the numbers of, of music and be one of, another band. I think live you've got to have a massive stage presence and basically like command the crowd. And that they they he commanded the crowd. They they brought the own pyro as well, so they brought fire fire oh, wow. effects and stuff. So that was really cool. And just riff after riff after riff. Um, and you know they got the crowd involved. And being from Scotland, they gave the English fans a bit of football banter, which is always nice. <laughs> um, and they just there's one thing that I haven't mentioned yet is every single band across the whole weekend were so excited to be there and so yeah. genuinely happy to be there and that's Wait, the other just thing. a little thing even, mm. even bullet even bullet even okay, bullet I look like they want to be there um and that's the thing um with uh with the bands that played they they were not afraid to go into the arena either like so me and the guys we met wargasm um, I met very, very briefly met Rory C from Shikari. Um, I met. Um, do you know the Sapling podcast with Sean Smith? Yeah. Met those two guys. That was really cool. Oh wow! Um, Sophie K, the radio crank DJ, and uh, she has her own podcast. Yeah. I've met her. That was really cool. So yeah, just like loads of people, just like genuinely hanging out, you know. And I uh, also met the uh, singer of Holden Absence. So I was just like, do you know what I mean? Really, again, I didn't take any photos or anything. I was just like, I dig your shit. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Uh, it was just nice to see people hanging out. But yeah, Bleed From Within were absolutely fucking brilliant. After that, I did take some time off, went back to camp, hung out for a bit. Uh, we didn't actually go back into the arena until Creeper. So we did miss a fair chunk. But again, we had games and stuff. We were just chilling out and hanging out. So, But Creeper, oh God. No, was it, no, it was while she's first. While she's first. It's because they're built different on the poster. While she sleeps, I love while she sleeps. And I have a newfound appreciation of how much I love them after seeing the, this performance. <laughs> um, they go so fucking hard and so fucking heavy every time they play, and they throw everything into their performance. And it was just one of those, again, just really life-affirming, this-is-fucking-great moments. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it was just... A wonderful, wonderful experience in while she sleeps. They just Loz just brought the absolute house down. Uh, the whole vocal uh, interplay between Loz and Matt works really well. The band they have, and just they just looked like, without being horrible, they look like cage animals wanting to go out and have that fight. They look like they look like they're in for a dog fight. They really did, and they just brought it there. They're brilliant. Then we went into what is possibly the most emotionally charged thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry, if you're a Creeper fan and you weren't at this show... I was so sad. You've you've missed... So, you know how they talk about Slipknot in 2009 being the moment? 
Yeah. And Trivium in 2006 being the moment they broke Donington. This was Creepy's yeah. moment. 100% this was Creepy's oh, wow. moment. It was, it was nothing short of absolutely perfect. Um, I'm just going to quickly fire up uh, Setlist FM just to saw that in front of me. But I, I, I did see on Twitter the amount of people who are tweeting at Creeper like, oh, newfound favourite bands, Creeper, never heard of them before. And that um, was amazing and stuff like that. That was the weirdest thing. So I expected way more of a kickback in terms of Creeper shirts and, and Shikari shirts as well. Like, there, there didn't seem to be much of a fanfare. Generally speaking, you can tend to uh, get an idea of the, get an idea of a crowd based on that. But like yeah. next to none. So I was kind of like, oh, perhaps they're they're not gonna get as big as reception as what I'd want. Not the case. Not the case <laughs> at all. Um so they came out let me just get the thing up bear with me. Sorry about that. Uh, creeper. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it came out, uh, absolutely smashed it with Hiding with Boys as the opener. And just, Ooh. yeah, it was just so fucking good. Um, Yeah, and Will came out in like a three piece tux and suit and just looked a million dollars. The whole back, the new guitarist was super cool and just like was clearly getting involved but not trying to be too flashy either um so he was really good um Hannah looked amazing uh they you know they just all looked apart it was great uh into born cold cyanide mate cyanide was fucking ridiculous suzanne poison pens uh poisoned heart Will doing Poison Heart was fucking amazing, uh, and then there was like a break in the in the thing, like where it went quiet, and they pulled out. Um, Please welcome to the stage, and they um, I can't remember what name they used, but uh, not Hannah's name, but like a different name, Victoria, someone of her. And Hannah came out in a wedding dress to sing Crickets, yeah. which is incredible. Uh, Black Grain and uh, Napalm Girls, Midnight. Have you heard the new Midnight Midnight the new song? Yeah. Oh. Such it's a good song. Fucking amazing. Be my end. Down below. Down below was incredible. Like Oh yeah, such such a punchy song. Yeah. Just to get that um down below. Get the whole tent singing that and seeing Ian Miles just break down and cry. Like just right in front of me. And I I'm crying, everyone's crying, but this is incredible. Um, they played Asteroid Projection, which was fucking mad because obviously a really old song. Misery was, you could imagine, just an absolute cry fest. And then yeah. ending with Annabelle. How you could end yourself with Annabelle is just behave yourself like absolute scenes. But yeah, um, to break down Creeper is so difficult, but it was... It was easily the band of the weekend, in my opinion, um, and they were just the best 
They were they were fucking amazing, and they deserve everything they get. And I really hope that people come away from that show and realize how special that band is, because there's so yeah. many bands that have come and gone in the past who have got to you know Creepers level, not in terms of commercial success, but in terms of where they got to, in terms of like what kind of shows they're playing. And people just don't care about them, and they've gone away since. Yeah. And it's like, I do not want that to happen to Creeper. I want Creeper to be, you know, as as big as I want to headline the fucking Downer Festival. Yeah, they're they're that good that they they should eventually yeah. do it because right. the, the the only thing that, that's held them back is like the whole, um, like what people listen to. Because I generally believe. They're a band that, no matter what your music tastes, you can listen to and really, really enjoy. Because it's so catchy and it's got so much different like influences in. Like, it, their influences are crazy. It's, so it's I think fucking the, beautiful. Oh, literally, the only thing holding them back is, like, people's listening patterns and the fact that they might not ever come up for people. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They, they were just... They were absolutely incredible. They were, they were just... The best band of the weekend by about a million miles, um, and you know, I was that <laughs> sounds stupid, but I, I was genuinely worried for Shikari after seeing that. I was like, Shikari <laughs> have got a lot to live up to, um, and to be honest, Shikari didn't even touch them, didn't even touch them. But mm. you know, they they were fucking incredible, and it was just it kind of proved a point of. That coming together and that emotional swell of those songs in that moment with all these people. Yeah. They should have been on the main stage 100%. But I'm glad. I'm glad they're in the tent because the tent was rammed and some. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Wonderful times had. And then Enchikairi, who done a very, very um, heavily varied set. It was kind of they they called it the greatest hit set times two. So everything that was great about them just a little bit extra. Um they didn't play much of the spark, which was uh kind of upsetting for me because I love the spark. Although everyone See, I've, hates I've it. gotta listen I've so since I've seen some clips of them playing download and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so I went and actually decided I'm going to go a bit of a more of a deep dive on in Shikari. And for a man that despises indie music, such as yourself, mm. and gives me hate for listening to indie, The Spark is the most indie-sounding thing ever. I, I wouldn't call it indie. I call it, the I, per- <laughs> I call it the perfect pop record. Oh, it's so indie. It's so indie. But it's fucking great, though, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's good. It's great. Yeah, it's like... I was, I <laughs> but no, no, no. Yeah, no, because the thing, it's it's the really common place for Shikari fans to shit on the Spark. Oh, the Spark is really bad. And it's like, no, it's, it's, it's not. Good. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's really good but album. It's just, I yeah. just thought it was funny that you give me sticks for listening to indie. And uh, it's it's a clearly an indie record. Yeah, but they all... Much more indie than... They also read the mind sweep, so you know, like take it as yeah. <laughs> I, and then and I think I have a new favourite song. Go on. Uh Snake Pit is Mate. absolutely nuts. 
It's fucking saying it. Oh, I just be having. I just be listening to it on repeat. It's just, it's just such a good song. What's the one thing that's got more speed, more strength, and goes deeper than us? A nuclear submarine, and that fucking guitarist yeah. comes in. <laughs> oh come on, just open the door. <laughs> I love how random it is, but it's so great. It's, it's, it's yeah, so good. Uh, and yeah, so um, they they done a um a fanfare version, so all the trumpets and stuff of um. Was oh come was the outside now yeah it was the outside won it yeah so it's, uh, it's kind of like this glorious upbeat version of outside um Gandhi make Gandhi uh argue from was the, the Paddington Frisk which was mad um sorry you're not a winner with the original Simps which was so fucking sick to hear Anesthetist <laughs> which was great um the new songs sounded awesome as well um. Yeah, just fucking just a brilliant set by a brilliant band, basically. Um, no big nasty feature. No, I don't. I don't think they've ever played that song live. They might have played it like once. I love it. I, I listened to it after you said it. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Isn't it? It's so good. Uh, some of the lines in it. Um, big nasty lines. It's just what is it? Um, you can't separate the, the mind. Yeah, I. Um, ladies got a big V8 engine. They call me Mr. Um, they call me Mr. Viagra because I'm always hard. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the one. Amazing. Yeah, so Edge Kyrie closing the show. Um, yeah, I think Saturday was a really, really good day. Again, Creeper were amazing. Wash Seeps were a highlight. Shikari, Lotusy, Akondra. Everything I saw in there was great. Uh, a lot of people yeah. said the Wargasm were great, but. Wargasm, I don't know, man. I watched some YouTube videos of it and it looked shaky, but I can't, I can't comment as I wasn't there. But yeah, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was good, it was really good. Uh, Sunday, I didn't make it into the arena until seeing Employed to Serve, but <laughs> I did see Employed to Serve and they were fucking ferocious, like so so antagonistically angry like every single so every single song Sammy's like you're fucking shit I want to see a fucking circle pit fucking kill each other you <laughs> cunts like just so angry over the top angry and obviously Justine just walking around owning the stage knowing that she's in the coolest fucking band on the planet you know and also being confirmed today that employed to serve Alien Weaponry and Gojira are going on tour together uh, next year, which... You're in America. And I'm in America. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm glad to be in America, but uh, yeah. I'm going to go to that show. I do not blame you. Yeah, I do, I'm, not, I've not, I'm not even like a massive fan of Gojira. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm not a massive fan, so I'm going to be going main for them. Literally, mainly going for Alien Weaponry. Yeah, I mean, a- Alien... so fucking good. Alien Weaponry are going to be class. Employed to serve our class and Gojira. Well, Gojira in, a, in an arena like things that you love to see. Like so, it's just fucking amazing. It's going to be so good, and I'm super jealous. Also, just quick shout out to everyone who managed to get a uh, ticket for Limp Biscuit as well. I hate you all. You motherfuckers! Um, uh, I'll yet to get a special download appearance, though. 
I'm hoping so. I'm yet to get one, but um, I'm hoping I can get one tomorrow, pick one up tomorrow as we record this. But uh, yeah, so um, I then went to go and catch uh, Loathe on the main stage. Poor, 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 poor Loathe. I felt so bad for Loathe. Um, their sound was totally, totally robbed of them. Um, when they were, when you could hear what they were playing, it was great. The vocals got drowned out massively. Uh, midway through one of their songs, the sound just cut out completely. Oh, God. Pretty much. Um, and uh, the lead singer sort of done an a cappella version of the remaining of the song. Uh, they couldn't get it back to work, so they gave it up and went off stage. Don't uh, that's going to be the last time we hear of the sound issues either. Oh, no, it's not. Um, and that was really, really sad. Um, something that wasn't sad was I caught Jamie motherfucking Lemon. And <laughs> what I will say is, Andy, I'm sorry. I get it. I understand now. That man is a fucking genius. Just... Brilliant, just a brilliant feel good half an hour, 40 minutes of songs, and just yeah, what a dude, what a funny, funny dude. Um, and I'll be checking out Jamie Lemon when he next does a tour because they were just really, really good. Someone who wasn't very good, L. Varner. When we next do Room 101. Remind me of things I need because to banish. We're all gonna, we're all gonna put it in there. Alva, oh, shit's banned, and downloads fucking Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Kept hyping them up, and yeah. didn't post hardly anything about any of the other bands. Alva, like, oh look, Nirvana tribute band that's got. Look, fuck off! Don't want to hear it. Shit. Yeah, you know, I've got nothing against Elvis. Got nothing against Nirvana. I've got nothing against either of those bands or artists having a tribute band, even. If you wanted to put a tribute Nirvana band on there, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't have a problem. But, like, when you've got the likes... I mean, again, this is subject to them wanting to play, being able to play. Mama Zets could have played. Black Pigs could have played. Yeah. Uh, Milk Teeth would have played it if they were still around. Um, You know, that's just three I thought of off the top of my head. You know, yeah. So many bands could have played that slot, but yet we gave it to basically a guy, a fat guy in a jumpsuit, wandering around playing bad covers of good songs. Yeah, and yeah, and there's shit covers as well. Yeah, <laughs> and he is shit. He's not. He's not charismatic at all. He just walks around pretending to be Elvis. It's silly. It is silly. It is really, really silly. Um. Speaking of things that shouldn't have been shit, but turned out to be a little bit popo, was the Wild Hearts, and here we go. It brings me no joy, absolutely none at all, to talk about the Wild Hearts because I love them so much, and they they are such a good fucking band, and everybody on that day had sound issues up until that point as well, um, and it was just like. I feel so, so bad. And Ginger just turned around and just said, sorry, but this is fucking pointless. And just walked off stage. 
was pretty much what happened. And left his bandmates to play out the rest of the, you know. Before that, he was swearing quite a lot at his techies to the side of the stage, trying to get them to get the equipment to work. What would have been more professional, in my opinion, would have been stopping the set and going, look, we're having some real tech issues here. We're going to try and continue, but, you know. Yeah. But I can imagine, as a musician, being cooped up for 16, 18 months, finally getting to a gig and nothing works, being very, very frustrating. I mean, yeah. I've st- I still love them. I'm still going to support them. I'm still going to go watch them at Bloodstock. But I know a lot of people were very disappointed. And some people were even, like, borderline angry. It was like, oh, that how unprofessional. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I think but... it's, a, it's a combination of both. Obviously, it's frustrating as an artist when the sound, like, fucks you over and stuff. Mm. Um, and it obviously happened to like Love as you said um, but then there, I think there does have to be an element of professionalism and I obviously can't speak for the Wild Hearts here or for Ginger but um, leading up to the festival he seemed to have some sort of anger towards the whole thing he put on Twitter about the rules and yeah, backstage it was, and... it was a bit weird I don't know whether they quite maybe didn't quite grasp what the festival was meant to be, or because they they put on they leaked a um, a picture on Twitter that got taken down, essentially suggesting the bands were not supposed to be encouraged to incite uh, shouting or screaming or mosh pits or anything like that, and bands should only talk to each other at a normal level as opposed to shouting at each other to reduce the risk of. Uh, transmission basically of the coronavirus yeah. that's that is what was insinuated on the on the piece of paper that was tweeted um you know and I don't know how official that was it looked fairly official but at the same time you know I think you've been around the block long enough as an artist you've been a band for 25 years surely you should know a bit better but you know yeah, I, I, also I'm pretty sure bands are told not to incite Moshwitz anyway. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk. Told, we'll talk about it in a second. But yeah, go on. They just—they're told not to like. Well, they're, they're told in, in basically basic terms to just kind of play, but they never yeah. do it. But they, they have to be told that for like legal reasons. Yeah. So whether this is another one of those, I don't know. But one one band that uh, did not disappoint and will never disappoint <laughs> ever. Is skin dread. Now I have got a, I've got one simple bone to pick with skin dread. Now this is kind of me eating the pie and not eating the pie at the same time. What I would do to see a skin dread show that's slightly different from the last time I saw skin dread. You know, yeah, because yeah. every time I see skin dread, I know exactly the song choices. I know exactly the order in which they're going to come at me. You know, and I'm kind of like, although what they do do is fucking brilliant, it's kind of like repeat muscle memory. Yeah, they're, they're a one-trick pony, but they're so good at their trick. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's like having a, a menu full of great things but sticking with the same thing every time you go out. But you know, that one thing you have 
it's going to be brilliant every time you have it. So I know that I sound a little bit hypocritical with that, but sometimes that's my only criticism of Skin Dread that I wish they'd kind of mix things up a little bit. But did they turn up? Did they smash it? Of course they fucking did. It's Skin Dread. They are absolutely brilliant. Um, Benji looked on fine form as always. Uh, the rest of the band are just tight as hell. You wouldn't be able to tell they've had 16 months off at all. They look absolutely flawless. Yeah. I mean, there are certain bands, including Shikari, that are a little bit sloppy in places, so you wouldn't be able to tell that with, with um, Skindred at all. They were absolutely shit-hot. Um, and just talking about the whole um, you must not incite any kind of uh, crowd participation and things like that, Benji pulls his phone out uh, on stage and goes, I'm going to make a phone call. Is that Boris? Yeah, Boris. Ah, oh. what do you mean you can't do the new poor helicopter at Downhill Festival? Oh, you can fuck off, you cunt. Puts his phone back in his pocket. He's like, take off your T-shirts. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I don't know if that was... Uh, uh, there must have been told. Yeah. There must have been told something. Yeah. 100%. I'm not sure if it was a, a tongue-in-cheek director. Uh, there are people at Downhill, but um, it was very funny all the same. And obviously on the Newport helicopter, which is, you know, great as always. But, um, yeah. No part, motherfucker. No part. Holland's bastards. Um, yeah, just a fucking, <laughs> just a fucking brilliant band. Holland still. Holland still. Um, and then I went to go and see Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls, who, I love Frank Turner. What a wholesome end to the festival. Or it would have I knew been. you were going to say something like that. I knew it. I don't even mean that as an insult to us, Bullet, but if they'd have ended it, it would have been a really good, wholesome ending to the festival. No, but I said just... I knew you were going to say wholesome. I just... Yeah, yeah it's just, it like just, just a great fucking sing along. It was everyone's happy and smiley. And it was just, yeah, it was really good. And then I saw Bullet, and. I'm um, so excited to talk about Bullet. Bullet. Bullet surprised me in the sense that at least everyone excluding Matt Tuck looked like they want to be there Matt Matt Tuck doesn't show any kind of emotion on his face apart from this is my rock star face when I'm not seeing (laughs) like for example Pat you could tell was like ridiculously happy to be there, grin from ear to ear. The bassist was a grin from ear yeah. to ear. Matt was like, "Yeah, so I just had to download it." Like as if it just like as yeah, if it I, didn't bother him, you know. And I was if, like, you, if you watched uh, interviews with him before that, he's done loads of interviews before the download, and he was very excited. So I don't uh, know if it's just maybe maybe he has like stage fright or something where he just like has to just go through the gears and just plays the songs. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was just me. Being that guy who doesn't like Bullet very much, going gone in, impressed me. Like, but you know, maybe maybe it was. Um, yeah, they played a pretty varied set list uh, from what I saw. Um, really unsure why they needed to do the Iron Maiden cover with Benji. That was that was strange. Very yeah. very bizarre. And again, I think it was just like a little a little yeah thing. And. The drum solo thing again. I'm going to say it again because I said it last time when they done it at Slam Tonk. We don't need a drum solo from the Bullet from Valentine drummer. Like, don't get me wrong. They did it again. Yeah, he's very good at drums. Like, I get it, but we don't 
it's not necessary. Like, I, do you know yeah, what I mean? I know. I know that the, when they replaced the former drummer, the new one they got in. I'm not sure on the names. The new one they got in is a very technical drummer. Mm. Um, so whether it's something that he's he wants, he wants to be able to. I don't know. Just, that seems like a strange thing to do. My my whole thing with Bullet is so I'll take I'll take Shakiri and I'll take Frankara as well. I'll take both of them as examples of how you get around this problem, right? Both of those bands, including Bullet as well, all three headliners are high octane performances. They're all running around a stage or jumping off things and they're all like, you know, to varying degrees. So sometimes you need to take a break, you need to take a breather, change guitars, grab a glass of water, whatever you need to do, right? Yeah. That is the perfect opportunity to get crowd participation. You know? Yeah. And I'm not talking about doing a Billy Joe Armstrong and doing a wheel for 20 minutes. I'm not saying that. But, like, just kind of engaging with the crowd. And that's one thing Bullet, for the last two or three times that I've seen them, have just lacked. They just don't really... Well, credit, crowd engagement. Yeah, like so. Rather than having a five-minute drum solo, which nobody asked for, just be like, "Hey, Dean, you're right. Everyone doing good." Like, and people get behind that, you know, because like, yeah. oh, we're being included. You know, people like you know the fifty-year-old man in the camping chair at the back. He ain't gonna care for it, but he don't care for Bill yeah. Valentine anyway. He's just there because that's what you do. You know, you have a camping chair. Capital, yeah, that's, really. that's what it comes back to what I said about like the stage presence. You yeah, know, I, you don't want them to be just another band. You want them to be engaged, and I don't know whether they think that their their music backs it up without having to speak or whatever. But I don't know. Are they do they just want to get through as many songs as possible? Because that's another argument. Is some sometimes you can speak for too long, like with with Skin Dread. It's almost like a fifty fifty thing. Like, yeah. and fair enough because it's so funny that it needs to be. But there's others, and it's like, come on, just come yeah. On. Like, for you example, can get another three songs here. For example, like Steel Panther um, are really bad at talking too much. Like you know, they they talk way too much. They're good, um, but yeah. So, but once they started doing the drum solo, that was the point I went and good night download. I was like, I'm gonna start walking. <laughs> I'm going to start walking back now. Um, but a slight confession again, I actually booked a hotel for the Sunday night. So I'd already, I'd packed up my shit uh, to the car. And I started walking back towards the car. And as I started walking back to the car, they start playing Hand of Blood out of absolutely yep. nowhere. Could not physically believe my ears. So what is happening? <laughs> What's actually song? playing it. What is happening? Actually playing a heavy song. Yeah. Have Have you heard the new song? What knives? Yes. Yes. It's good. Do you, I thought you'd like it because it's yeah. very Bring Me the Horizon Sepultural vibes. If If they could just do that, an album full of them, I'd be happy. But I don't I know love why. It so I, don't, I don't know why they. <laughs> feel the need to shit on their own, you know. They wrote like some really good songs. 
Yeah, the poison was a long time ago, I know, but even up to Venom, they wrote some really good songs. Well, I think they're trying to rebrand themselves because I think what they've done is they're talking about how they a lot of the, the later albums were forced. So mm. I don't know if it's more of a fuck you to their record label or whatever. Because um, apart from Gravity, a lot of their, their albums seems to be forced in terms of they were like made to be heavy when they didn't want to be. And now they want to be heavy. And now they're like, yeah, fuck you. I love Matt getting his screaming back, yeah. Um, because he's been his voice has been fucked for the last ten years or so, um, and now he's completely changed it, and everything's changed. It like, sounds like a different band. Yeah, you can all definitely. you can tell it. You can tell it's bullet in a way because obviously it's it's the same it's the same vocalist, but every the way they've written the song is completely different. But yeah, I, I think I think it's very bringing the horizon esque. In terms of the punchy, punchy choruses coming in, um, and you know, it, it's just—I hope that it just carries on like this, and we get an absolutely amazing album, which I have pre-ordered. I've got a signed copy coming. I've got nice. the gig tickets. I'm you got so excited! Uh-huh, awesome. Yeah, three yeah. of my mates. I was like, I was like to my mate Dylan, "We have to go, please." So three of my mates are going up with me. So might even stay the night there. And, are you doing like the Cardiff? Are you doing the Cardiff show? Yeah, I'm doing the Cardiff show. Nice, nice. Yes, yeah, Shree and Jody are both massive Bullet fans, and I was ripping the piss the whole weekend. And they're like, "Just because you bully Reese the podcast, so we can bully us as well." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, like Jesus, like." But, um, and I'll tell you what, though. One thing I do just want to say really quickly is, if anyone has was at Downer Pilot. And said hello to me, and my God, there was a lot of people. Like I don't get very overwhelmed very often, but that was intense, <laughs> and it was to the point like where people were coming up to me and going, "Oh, you're from YouTube, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And then like someone's mate was like, "I don't know who who he is. Like, who is he?" And he's like, "It doesn't have my poly podcast." And someone was like, oh my god, are you Reese? And I was like, no, I'm the other guy. <laughs> and he said, where's Reese? And I'm like, oh, like, I was like, I left him at home. And he said, I thought he lived in Wales. I went, no, I've not left here at home, I've left him at his home. It's, it's very confusing. So, um, yeah, no, that was fucking awesome. So, it was really great to meet everyone. And Does that mean now, if I, if I go to a festival, I might I get... bloody hope so. I bloody hope so. That'll be, that'll be weird. Because that's the thing. Hopefully we are still attending um, Rock in the Bowl in September. Because yes. I've got... If it goes ahead. If it goes Because I've still got a ticket for you. So, if you're if you're coming still. So, um, but yeah, it's... Thank you so much for everyone who said hello. Because it, it genuinely made my weekend. And shout out to anybody who walked past the Samaritan's tent, uh, and saw me and my friends partying outside there, because basically the walkway was next to the Samaritan's tent. We were just past the other side of the walkway, and someone noticed that I was uh, taking a siesta in the middle of the afternoon in my gazebo just to sleep, and they didn't want to come over and say hello. Definitely should have come over and definitely should have said hello, even though I was having a little nap. 
we all need us content creators need a nap as well every now and again. <laughs> but um, in terms of download, this, I hope, proves... Because that's the thing as well. The, the, the demographic of the festival was not all young people. There was old people as well. There was an like, armchair brigade there as well. In, you know, their smaller proportion... But they were there as well. So I'm glad that we've had younger headliners been put on there because it kind of it opens up and says that actually maybe you can do it and these are the future bands to come through. Yeah. I'm and hoping. The, the festival is much more than just a 60-year-old band headlining. Yes, it's, definitely. It's the experience. Definitely. And... You know what? I'm I'm never ever gonna take going to a gig or a festival for granted ever again. Because yeah. be, being in that, you know, I said to him before we started, he said, "How was it?" And I said, "I blinked and it was over." And that's 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 the saddest part about this whole festival. I mean, we've had a couple of weeks to think about it, but like, I blinked and it was done, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, and if that's what people who do three day the three-day tickets do. I couldn't imagine doing three days at a festival. After doing a three-day festival, like, arriving on the Friday, like, I couldn't do it. Like, you blink and it's done. Like, you, you have so much you miss on those first two days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. But, um, yeah, very, very much looking forward to 2022. Who are you excited for on 2022? Ooh. Are Creeper playing? Have I got that right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. They are. Mm. I think they are. And Salem are, I think, as well, on the yes, same day. they are playing. Pro- probably that, or Biffy Clyro. Nice. I think Biffy Clyro are going to be... Are, yeah. you, are you coming to um, Creeper? 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 Yeah, are you coming to the Cooper Show any, in London? Any, any? No, I haven't got tickets. Well, I'll get a ticket. I, think, get I don't even think there's any tickets left. Is it not? No, no, they're all sold out after the download pilot. I think. Oh, that's shit. Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Oh, that's cool. So I've just seen that Tim Minchin's had extra dates go on sale. I. <laughs> Fucking love Tim Minchin. He's amazing. Sorry. <laughs> Just a little detail, everyone. <laughs> little detail, everyone. Yeah, they've got they've got um, balcony uh, seated standing, twenty one quid for the for the fifteenth December show. Do it. I have to book so many holidays off work, and I've only got a few days. <laughs> Do it, man. Do it. Although. Is anywhere closer to you? Leeds, Manchester, Glasgow. There's Burnley, Cardiff. Brighton. They don't have Cardiff on there. Isn't there? I thought there was. Nope. Leeds, Manchester, Glasgow. Burnley, was there another tour? Brighton. No, it's just the, it's just the one. I swear they're playing in, in a place called Club Evil. Salem, maybe. Oh, yeah, it's Salem. Ah, oh, get your ass to that show, man. Me, me and Emma are going, so 
we can we can hang out beforehand and then but we're 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 downstairs because we're OGs like that. But yeah. I'll see if I can buy a ticket. Definitely. Right. Someone. That has been the review the the review of the download pilot festival. Um if you haven't already, go and check out the download pilot vlog on Nevermind Matt. Um anything you wanna add? If you want to plug think- Thank you for anyone who said hello to me. Yeah, no, genuinely, no, thank you for the kind words about the podcast. And you know, like I, I would never admit that I had a little internal cry in front of people, but you know, there's some really, really solid words said and really nice things said. You know, because people said, you know, there was there was one gent in particular whose name uh, escapes me. I'm terrible with names, but he said, you know, he'd been struggling through lockdown and the the podcast has got him through, so, and I said, well, oh, wow. I said, that's really, really nice to hear, so, thank you salute to you guys, to you. yeah, salute to you guys, and, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here, but well, we would, we'd still just be chatting shit, we would, because we, we really like doing the podcast, yeah, we do, <laughs> we do, right, yes, um, speaking of podcasts, things are changing a little bit around here, things staying very much the same, but also changing things up slightly, We'll talk about nor when things get finalised probably next week or next time we do a podcast. Yeah. All done? All done. Cool. Adios all. Speak soon. Goodbye. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.